And we are back. It is another episode of the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name's Taylor. Uh, Steve's not here. Uh, he actually messaged me and asked if we were doing it. And you didn't tell him? Well, because uh, we didn't really know. And we decided like pretty much last, last night. Yeah. And so. <laughs> he's going to think we don't like well, him. He's working. Oh, I think but, so I it think. wouldn't even work anyway. I mean, what's... Yeah, he's well, actually he might be off. <laughs> we'll just say he's working. We thought he was working. Stevie, you're working. That's what it is. Uh, guys, check out uh, the other episodes on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's NY Gun Guys all one word. Podbean as well. You do Podbean. You can do Spotify. You can do pretty much. I think like anything at this point. Um, I get emails all the time to the to our email mm-hmm. that says like congratulations your your podcast is live on like some like rinky dink I have no idea what it is podcast platform fifth party hosting website <laughs> I don't know what it is so. the T list um, of podcast hosting but it's kind of cool yeah um I I you know, I saw one recently we're like we're like in the top seventy eight hobby podcasts in Canada whoa as per some random ass email I got oh. Well, hey Canada, what's <laughs> up? There's, our our neighbors to the north that can get cool in the Rinko and Chinese there's products. Only, there's probably only 70, 78 slots. That's why yeah. we made top seventy. We share a border with them. <laughs> it's like an old radio signal that just crosses the border. Yeah, you can pick it up in your car. Ah, uh, geez. So that's that's that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, we broke four hundred. Um, likes yeah. on the Facebook. I saw that. Still lagging on the Insta, but that's okay. Well, we got to post more to Instagram. I think well, that's I what just, it is. No, I, I think what it is is just more people who listen to the podcast and are interested in, in our type of information yeah. are just like, I think they just tend to be like older people. Actually, and I by, see a lot of young people. I see a lot of pictures of Facebook. It says so-and-so liked the New York Guys podcast. I look at their picture. I'm like, oh, they're young. Well, I mean like people like our age. I'm, not t- I'm talking about like, we're like- an, we're Are like, you calling me old? Well, I'm approaching 30, you're in your 30s, and then, like, Ugh. you know, and then going beyond that, like, I, I just don't see, like, people like my sister's age being very interested in this, and, mm. you know, kids who are who tend to be a little more on the liberal side. Definitely aren't interested. It's a lot of people who are on the liberal side are, I like, I was laughing. Facebook. I was laughing at one point, I think, in one of the previous episodes. I think I said something along the lines of, like, lick my sack or something like that. If, Did like, you? Or something like that, like when it talks about like gun, like registering my guns or confiscating, and I'm just like they can lick my sack or some shit like that. This was... episode <laughs> lasted exactly what three <laughs> minutes before you said some weird shit where it like can't be a family friendly show. Oh please, this is very family friendly. Really? Yeah. I don't know. That's not. It was. It's exact. Two minutes and fifty seconds. All right. Well, in. you know what? Listen, maybe if you're a parent, you have kids listening. You need to explain well, to them warn what. Warn them after. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, you should be like, all right, we need to have a talk about what a no, sack is. No, no, no. Why stop. you shouldn't lick it. Anyway. Well, goddamn. <laughs> you have a child. Yeah. And at some point, I'm going to have to explain to him, him. when he when he sees a, a, a movie or a TV show and there's some dirty joke in there, I'm going to have to explain it to him. You're going to have to. Yeah. This might not be the, the, the avenue that some people want. Well, <laughs> the world's a the world's a very real place. This is so why I clicked off with the, the hurt box. feelings. This is why I clicked off the box. Um, what is it? Uh, explicit. Yeah. And it was like, do you want your thing to be labeled explicit? Yes, a hundred percent. I know something is going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just for Taylor. Taylor's I think a very I could, explicit person. I think that I might have been able to like weasel through it. <laughs> not me. <laughs> no, Anybody who knows me you. in real life knows that I say some pretty. You say we. <laughs> <laughs> There's some shit I had I have to get rid of. I've I've told you before, but sometimes Taylor says some pretty shocking shit. And he <laughs> listen, I'm not too much into censoring, but even that's a little shocking. <laughs> like <laughs> I just say real shit. I just say no. You know, I don't know. That's terrifying. But uh, so yeah, that's the good news about the social media. I don't know how we got on this, but the the social media stuff is awesome. Uh, so if you don't follow us. I don't know. We we have 400 likes on the Facebook, but yet we don't have 400 views on each of our episodes. I'm trying know. to figure that out. I think some people just might like the page because they want to support maybe pro Second Amendment Facebook pages, or they might want to share right. content. But um, you know, hey, give us a listen if you like the page and you're just listening now. Listen to older episodes. Yeah, share definitely. Them. I mean, we have on our last one. I think we've already we're we're like almost about to hit like 90 on the one we did last week about uh, the gun control. The the things that are like, you know, they have like a little more of like a quote-unquote clickbait bait yeah. artic, uh, you know, title, like tends to obviously get more yeah. views. Um, when we're talking about gun control, so yeah, you know, it's like know, a lot of people like, tune oh, into shit, that. Like, yeah. like the Biden, like the original Biden gun control oh, one yeah. got a lot of... You know, that was a very in-depth one. I, I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, so did I. So, so did I. 
Um, all right, uh, Taylor, what are we talking about today? We you have some goodies here. We're, I do. We, we're talking about guns for the first time in a minute. In a while, yeah, in a little in while. A minute. This is an episode <laughs> I've wanted to do for a while, but I um, we just there was other things that came up: gun control bills, just information that really needed to get Biden, out there. Harris. Um, yeah, Biden, Harris, Sheila Jackson, Lee. You know all those assholes. <laughs> um, so this is an episode that I thought we could do for a while, and this is going to be on twenty-two, just twenty-two, 22. in general. My thoughts, your thoughts, everyone kind of knows the deal about 22, but, you know, yeah. a lot of times it kind of gets overlooked, and especially in this age of pandemic, gun buying, crazy ammunition prices, which, by the way, before we started mm. this, I looked up the price of 22. It's like, on average, 25 cents a round, which wow. is what... Taylor like, actually said that before we before we were recording, and I like yeah. just I broke out. Yeah, and, look it up, bro. Yeah, no, I believe you. Yeah, it's it's hovering around there, bro. And I'm like, that's crazy. Well, that's... do you re you remember when like a block of like 522 was like 20 bucks? Yeah, 20 bucks. And, and even then, like, that was like. But a little... what did we? I just saw recently. I think it might have been from our favorite gun. Our <laughs> it not was so the, favorite. No, no, no. It was one. I think it was 130 dollars <laughs> for 500. Crazy! Oh my like god. Oh no! It was three hundred and twenty-five. It was it was the bulk. No, pack. it was five hundred rounds yeah. for a hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking outrageous. I'm sorry. It's that's yeah. crazy. Well, it's 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 about the demand of ammo. For example, twenty-two nine-millimeter five-five-six are all crazy expensive because of the demand. Other calibers like seven-six-two by thirty-nine are double the price still, but they're only still fifty cents a round because they're not as in demand as yeah. the more common American calibers. I I understand why it's why. It's just it's amazing to see. I don't get it. I thought like when I went to the store, I saw a brick of five hundred, and I was like, "Oh, it's thirty bucks." Now, fuck that. That's expensive. I can get it for nineteen. Like, right. I now remember, it's like holy shit. I remember at gun shows after the twenty twelve panic when twenty two was non existent. Yeah. When that was the caliber that was non existent, some guy was selling an old brick of five hundred Winchester Super X whatever for eighty dollars, and I thought that guy was Ooh. off his rocker. Well, now that'd be a fucking bargain in today's prices. But um, I brought. Do you, do you love twenty twos? You know, I like twenty twos. I'm not in love with them, and here's why: I would be more in love with them if, let's just say, I had a place to go shoot them more freely. Like shoot cans. Yeah, shoot cans. Shoot reactive targets. Unfortunately, a lot of the ranges where we live on, you know, Long Island downstate, no steel, just paper. You know, and it, it yeah, it's not as interactive as I'd like it to be. You I know? think I think if I had land, yeah, you know, and I didn't live on Long Island, like where there is no land, yeah, um, that it would be fun to just yeah. like do, you know, just hang out, and pop, 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 just do, yeah. you know, just and have shoot. fun with it. I mean, even people who can own it, suppressed twenty twos are great. I mean, it's like it sounds like a BB gun, but it's an actual firearm, and you can go and shoot and, and you know have interactive fun with targets, yeah, reactive targets, things like that. Yeah. That, to me, would be more fun. So I like 22s. I'm not necessarily in love with them, but yeah, I, I like them here. I personally, like, I don't own a 22, and I don't... Well, I... So, like, I the first gun I ever shot was a 22. Like, going back, like, years, like... Yeah. With my, my dad had a couple different 22s. He had a 10-22, and he had, like, a Marlin. Yeah. Or a Merlin, whatever. Ma Marlin. Yeah. Um, that was like my probably like a model gun. 66 or something like that. Two bed. Super, super, no, it wasn't. Too oh, fed. it wasn't. No, too it was bed? magazine. Oh, okay. but it was like a single stack magazine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. Okay. But um, so my I think that was like my mom's or my dad's and my and then the the opposite had the had the Ruger 10-22. Yeah. So I have a lot of memories of the of of the 22. Yeah. And when I was a Boy Scout, um, we had gone to uh, summer camp and the 4-H. Camp. They actually have their own range there, where you could take like a, a marksmanship merit badge and we got to shoot 22 bolt action. yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty cool and also 22 i mean it comes in shorts long long rifles high velocity magnum mm -hmm. so like a 22 short if you have like a lever gun and it can shoot 22 shorts it's it's like yeah it's like a gallery gun like back in the day like they would have like at a bar yeah. they would have yeah. you know 22 short uh rifles and you would just shoot targets and yeah. it was it you know this was a long time ago yeah. but i think like schools used to yeah like when schools had shooting teams back when they were either air rifle or right. they were 22 correct when the, everyone wasn't afraid of uh <laughs> school <laughs> shooting know, school. well not even that just like something's wrong my something's weird do you hear that yeah my, uh, my left ear just cut out okay cool just as long as it wasn't me no nah. but um yeah the um uh, what's it called? Yeah, back when people weren't, you know, when the teachers and the schools weren't so liberal and 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 whatnot. But so there's, I mean, there's a lot of cool things you could do with a yeah. twenty-two. I mean, it's good. I mean, if you want to shoot like, I mean, people eat fucking like people shoot rabbits. With oh them, yeah, you know, yeah, great people for small hunt game. Um, what's it called? The uh, squirrel. Yeah, squirrel, rabbit, other types of varmint, little creatures. Yeah. 
Um, I happen to really like 22 for the fact that before all this gun nonsense happened, you could pick mm. up a 22 for like $200, a Ruger 1022. Right. You could pick up a brick of ammo for yeah. 20 bucks and just have a day of shooting. Well, we have a mutual, uh, I don't, I don't really want to, we'll call him a friend, a mutual acquaintance. Sure. Yeah. Somebody Taylor is very fond of. <laughs> no. Anyway. What does he have? He has a Ruger 1022. He's got a 1022. Yeah. And he, can you just describe this firearm? Um, I've never seen it personally, but you've told me about it. A little bit. Basically, this dude went to the gun shop and spent a shitload of money on a 1022 to try and become some sort of, like, quote, sniper. And, like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, he bought a 1022. Well, the whole reason why he bought the 1022 is because it was, like, cheap to shoot. And yeah, he just wanted to, like, to be shoot. able to, like, go to the range and just to relax. And, yeah, but the and, way he was, like, talking about it, like, mm-hmm. was that, like, he was the next, he, like, he Chris put, like, Kyle. A, and I'm he like, he put, like, you, a huge, like, a huge scope on it yeah it's massive yeah and like he was shooting like 100 yards i mean there's a time and place for that the, the 1022 is very accurate you could get a very accurate 22 yeah. he was shooting just like, everything that that guy does it's just uh. he was shooting <laughs> he was shooting um he was taping uh quarters he had like a pocket full of quarters he was like taping them to the and he was hitting them yeah no i, I have, shot it i mean it was a fun little gun, i have but, no like, doubt when never... you put enough money into a rifle it will be accurate but yeah i just his whole mentality going into it is just laughable in my opinion. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> right. So, th- so speaking of the first gun, I brought a couple of uh, really nice things with me here today. The first gun is a 10.22. Yep. It's a 50th anniversary model, which doesn't make it any different than any other one. The bolt just has a 50th it anniversary looks on exactly it. Exactly. It's the got a same. black synthetic stock. It looks exactly the same as my like the one my dad had from like yeah. the 80s. Other yeah. Than the stock. Round, the stock. Ten, my dad's stock is wood. Ten round box mag. But now just did some, this come stock? This came with this synthetic stock. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, some interesting facts about the 1022. It was built, uh, introduced in 1964, designed by Bill Ruger and Harry Seafried II. Uh, basically, over 7 million of them have been built from 20... The last count was 2015. They made a bunch of different models, pistols, short rifles, in- integrally suppressed rifles, takedown models. And, you know, John, there's an interesting fact that uh, Wikipedia has. It's used by... It has. I'm going to read this off Wikipedia... The Ruger 1022 has seen limited use by the Israel Defense Forces in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict as a, quote, less than lethal weapon for security and crowd or riot control purposes in the Palestinian territories. Wow. I can see that. I can see yeah. this being considered less, less well, than lethal. They, they put a suppressor on it, and like they would basically shoot at people that it's considered less lethal. But the yeah. last person... I mean, let's have, be real. This isn't going to kill you unless like you get shot like perfectly in the head. Well, the last person who has died from one of these um, was killed in December of 2020. Right, so, but like, where were they shot? I don't know, but I'm just saying, it's still... and it's, Because it's... It, you know what, like, and a lot of people don't realize this, it's actually pretty hard to even shoot somebody in, in, in the head, and, like, it, it's weird, like, bullets do, like, just ricochet off of yeah, skulls, you know, yeah. so, like, you pretty much need, like, a 90-degree Well, what I'm angle. getting at is that even a 22, some people think are less than lethal, um, it it could kill you. I mean, oh, of course it can. So that's that's what I find funny. The Israelis are like, nah, it's just a twenty-two. It's yeah. just nothing. Well, and then if you like, shoot center mass, you're probably not going to die from this. No, I but mean, that's why they consider it less lethal. Correct. But it's very interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't this, know that this, either. Can you imagine if they considered this less less than lethal in the U.S.? <laughs> hey, John, that's that's a weapon of war. It's not. It doesn't have a pistol grip. Yeah, it's not a weapon of war, even though the IDF is using them. So that's an interesting fact that I found out (laughs) about. Funny, yeah. The 1022 is modifiable to pretty much anything you want. I mean, in New York, we have to keep it compliant: no threaded barrel, no pistol grip, no um, right. You know, but you in free states, you can make one of these look like an M1 carbine. You can make one of these look like a Thompson. I've seen that's pretty cool. Well, we had a conversation with our friend over uh, from across the pond, and he said that. uh, I don't know if you saw. He said that people basically rimfire is yeah. like not. Yeah, it's not prohibited over there. Right. So we everyone's under this impression that like you can't have any guns over there in the UK. But nah, just center fire guns are um are are. So he was telling me that pretty much like um like AR variants for twenty two. Are, uh, are like non-restricted over there, so like a lot of people have them. Oh yeah, which I thought was was very interesting that they would just like not even consider this. Like, well, for example, in the in the Safe Act, there's a carve out for mag for tube-fed magazine 22s. Right. So, a yeah, tube, tubular to, magazine. But fed. to just say like altogether like yeah. rimfire is okay. Like, yeah. it's just one of those weird things, you know. And like it shotguns is. aren't even really that restricted over there either. No, sporting shotguns aren't. Yeah. But again, it's like one of those laws where they think some things are less lethal than others, yeah. but. It's still technically a firearm. It's just funny because 
like basically our gun control revolves around like type of gun and right. their gun control revolves around more so like ammunition types. Caliber. Right. It's just yeah. it's it's an interesting point of view. Barrel length. Like right. they have weird things with pistols where they have 1911s yeah. and pistols with long barrels and like an extension off the grip yeah. to make it a certain length. Yeah, and I um, and I I so want to have him like phone in. Yeah, and we're, we'll, we'll work on that. We're gonna have he, to. Talk he said to that him. would be cool. Like, Did he? Because either something. do like a Discord or like a phone yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, I would love to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, just to have his point of view, someone who lives it every day. You know? Oh yeah, and he's a really nice guy. He's and I was talking, I was talking with him, and like I said, previous in previous episodes, like. Their take on collectible historical firearms are completely different too. Even though yeah. they have to be deactivated, they don't have to be destroyed. Right. Which over here, collectible firearms, like let's just say you find a you know a machine gun in an attic from World War II or something. Technically, if it's not registered, it has yeah. to be destroyed. Over right, there, right, it could right. just be deactivated by just right. cutting the bolt and plugging the barrel. Yeah. And it's fine. So you right. kind of preserve history in that way. Yeah. Also, their system. Just a little anecdote. Their system of museums is different too. Like over there, they have like an application to become a museum, like to have firearms. And basically, the government then gives them carte blanche to have whatever. As opposed to over here, if it's not a government run museum, then they can't have mm, any machine gun they want. They, right. Somebody can't just donate an unregistered machine gun yeah. to a private museum. Right. It has to be destroyed. You know, it's funny. People always say, like, oh, we should just do what the UK did. But there, I mean, I, you know, I, I think we should have like pretty much next to no gun control. Same. Um, <laughs> but. You know, like, I think there could be a blending of, like, the best of both worlds, but it, it'll never happen. No. So, do you so have the, anything else to say about well, the 1022? Uh, the 1022, basically, you could build a whole 1022 from nothing Ruger parts. Like, you could, Volkortsen makes them. Like, you could get a receiver, uh, aftermarket parts, and just build a, a 1022. You don't have to have a single Ruger part to build a 1022. Right. It's amazing. Right. Excuse me. They're incredibly fun. They're incredibly accurate. Um, I've said in a previous podcast... I like starting people on a 22 or an SKS. I know the SKS might seem a little crazy, but sometimes people, I think, respect a gun more if they feel that it's like... Like a 22 has very almost no recoil. Like a 762 by 39 has recoil. So if you teach somebody, okay, this is what it's going to feel like, as opposed to starting them on a 22 where they, they don't have that expectation. Yeah, I think that like a like a 22 is really good to start somebody off on. The fundamentals. Okay. Well, yeah, the fundamentals. Okay, here's like let's talk about like trigger control. Let's mm-hmm. talk about how to load, unload. Let's talk about you know if you if the gun has it a safety, things like that. And then you could say, okay, like now that you've shot a gun for the first time, because a lot of people, even like men, are like scared, you know, because of recoil. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then like, especially like I know like women, you know, I <clears throat> like if I was gonna take my wife, it would it would be a 22 would be the first one yeah just so she can because she doesn't know what to expect at all right and then we would you know we would go from there but i think it's good to start somebody on a 22 and then graduate yeah, up. yeah either a 22 or the sks is my go-to because the sks is still a very safe reliable firearm and like i, I think said that's just showing your bias against the well, 22 no no not necessarily because like in my mind i'm not a certified firearms trainer so like right you now this could all just be fucking bullshit but right in my mind you hand somebody a gun and they expect to have recoil so it's Maybe, meeting their right. expectations of recoil so that way it kind of just removes the unknown the fear un- like the fear of it for example like if you give somebody a 22 it has no recoil but they're still like okay well that next gun's gonna well, have recoil, recoil. <clears throat> yeah but i there's mean there's no recoil i mean you you are gonna feel it less. you're fucking right. huge you're gonna feel it less Jeez, than thanks john well you're tall and you have a little bit of a gut thanks okay and i'm short and i have a little bit of a gut <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. not, way to make that's me not, feel self-conscious are you fat shaming me right now yes i am uh, triggered. you shouldn't be fat how dare you triggered um just <clears throat> <laughs> fucking totally lost my train of thought thanks to you about 22 but uh recoil. okay so like the 22 like you might not feel it i might not feel it but like you know my wife or your wife yeah. might feel it or when you know when you have a kid when you're when your kid's old enough you know when he's however old i'm gonna start my son on an m1 garand no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's gonna be a twenty-two. It's gonna fucking destroy him. But uh, no, that'll be a twenty-two. The Mosin, the Mosin, the, yeah, gun, the, uh, the, the, the carbine. Yeah, the M44. He'll, he'll start Balls out on M44. Fire, yeah. Hey, like you know, I tell my wife, a child soldiers in Africa can shoot it. So can you? That's all I got to say. Yeah. 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 So the oh. next thing I'm gonna talk <laughs> about, and moving on. So yeah, ten twenty-two. Right. Buy it if you don't have one. They're a little pricey right, right now. A little hard to find. But right. there's. Millions of them out yeah. there, so you could find one used. So talk, yeah, talk about your conversion kit because a lot of people might not realize that two, two, three, and twenty-two could be shot right. from the same barrel. So caliber twenty-two, twenty-two long rifle and two, two, three caliber are the same caliber, twenty-two caliber. That's why if you buy cleaning products for your AR-15, it's twenty-two caliber. 
two. They just specify two two three because some products are made specifically for an AR fifteen. Yeah, I've had this product for many years, and basically what it is is a conversion kit that allows you to shoot twenty two long rifle rimfire out of your centerfire AR fifteen. What it does is it replaces the bolt and it replaces uh, the bolt bolt carrier and and it replaces the magazine. Now how it works is you have it here. This one. A bunch of different companies make it. CMMG makes one. Bravo mm. Company makes one, I think. This one's made by Cener. Uh, this is an older one. I've got this. I've had this for years. Um, there are, Nowadays, if you could find them, because actually, believe it or not, they're a little bit hard to find. Uh, they go for like $200, 250 bucks. It's not uh, bad. No. Because it's pretty much replacing the need to buy a whole other gun. Right. Exactly. So what this is, is it, it looks like a bolt carrier, and it has a bolt that slides back and forth, but the chamber is... In the shape of a two-two-three round, so basically the end of the bolt has a two-two-three. It looks like a two-two-three case yeah. that goes into the chamber of your AR-15, hmm. but inside that is a subcaliber chamber for twenty-two. So that's how this works. It basically fires twenty-two rimfire through the dimensions of a two-two-three case, which takes up your chamber in your gun. Interesting. So, and you know, depending on the type of gun you have, um, you know, if it depending on the twist rate or whatever. It's just, it's not meant for the most accurate thing. It's more meant for training to run cheap ammo through your guns. So that way you're not burning up 223. And before this whole ammo buying pandemic, you it know. It was a great option. Yeah, it was a great <laughs> option. So, And it will once again be a great option as soon as this mess is all yeah, over. So, And it comes with a little 10-round magazine. But in um, states where you could have less restrictive magazine laws, you could get a 30-round magazine and basically mm. the magazine is interesting because it's this little skinny 22 mag but it has a magazine block well adapter that goes around the magazine and it fits in the space of a normal ar-15 magazine well so it just slides up in there and no the other way so turn it upside yeah that's the bottom oh, okay i see that's the I bottom the wrong part <laughs> so no, yeah that, i don't remember using i guess i, I guess we did but I don't, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, John shot this before. Yeah, so long time, long ago. time ago. I haven't it's taken this. It's gotta be like ten years. Yeah, at least it's amazing, man. How long I bought this when <laughs> I was no new for way too long. I bought this when I was living in Suffolk County. <laughs> Known this guy for way too fucking. Oh long. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. But so this is a great option also right. to introduce somebody to an AR platform. Yeah, if they've never shot one or if they might be a little intimidated, and you don't want to spend the money on shooting two two three, you just shoot some twenty two out of that. And it yeah. and it just trains you in the handling, the ergonomics, right. the safety of an AR. Because I think an AR does take a little bit of getting used to. Um, I think it's a little more intuitive, but people have that stigma with it, especially if they've never shot one before. Sure. So they think it's going to be this crazy powerful cannon when it's really mm, not. No, it's just it's loud. Like that, right. It's loud more than anything. So, um, that's a great, great, great option. I've had that for years. And like Where I said, can you can you get one of those? Um, do you just Google AR fifteen twenty two conversion, uh, and that bolt? could just be sent right to your door. There's oh, something yeah. special about that. Okay, nope. cool. Nope, it's just a bolt in a magazine. Cool. So it goes in any standard uh, AR fifteen uh, twenty two two three caliber. Doesn't work in a three hundred blackout. Doesn't work in a six eight. You know, yada yada. But it's um yeah, it's something great. It's something you know that you could just take with you to the range, and mm -hmm. instead of bringing you know a whole another twenty-two rifle, you just right. take that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, not too much to talk about. Like I said, now those are going for like two, th two, two fifty. Yeah, it's not around bad. there. No, it's not terrible. I mean, it's a little overpriced for what it is, but you know, right? It's just kind of a niche kind of thing. And what's this? This uh, this other <laughs> now god awful. Hold on. Oh no, 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 no! It's not god awful. Now you know me, John. I can't do anything really. Conventionally, I always got to throw a wild card in there. That, yep. <laughs> Go ahead. So that is a <laughs> Remington Rolling Block Number Four, no. twenty-two single shot Jesus. rifle. Right. Um, I don't know the date, but basically they introduced a number four in the late eighteen hundreds, yep. mm. and then they made it into like the nineteen thirties. There's like no markings on this. It's at on all, the huh? underside of the barrel. So if just forward of the handguard, there's a serial number and the caliber. Have you like looked at looked up the serial number? Anything like who's the manufacturer? Remington. Okay. And the reason I brought so they this, must they must know like if you ran yeah you could look it up I just never got too into it shit that's something I would love to know oh. you should good work Taylor well, you didn't look it up maybe we'll put a postscript in this but anyway if you look <laughs> on the top of the barrel it's right. Remington made in Illy in New York where Remington used to make firearms before the liberals killed the gun industry in New York State that's part of why I brought that particular gun um it's it's definitely old <laughs> I've shot it before this looks like the kind of thing I don't even know like Tom Sawyer carried. <laughs> you know 
Um, it's got a. This couple, is like get off, get off my lawn type it's shit. It's a little dude. octagonal barrel twenty-two. <laughs> the cool thing is you could shoot twenty-two short, long, or long rifle. No, this is it. like the type of thing I would see in like an old movie where like, you know, someone's like walking up to someone's property and they come out the house and they're like this, like get off my property, Rama. Yeah, not with twenty two, <laughs> maybe in like, you know, a thirty caliber. But no, but I'm saying like it's got that feel to it. It's yeah, like it's, it's old. old and like it's weird. It's old as shit. <laughs> yeah. It's got a couple of unoriginal screws. I got it secondhand. I, well, obviously I'm not, you know, the original owner of You're it. You're not but, the original owner of this, um, you sure? Yeah. No, it's got a couple of uh, unoriginal screws in it, and at some point, yeah. some sometime a long time ago, somebody tried engraving something on the side of the receiver, like a little outline, which looks horrible, but I mean, it's just a really old, cool gun. The wood is in great shape, um, you know, and um, I shot it before once. I don't want to shoot it too much, but uh, people love the rolling block rifles, and the rolling block rifles, they made them in a bunch of different calibers. Many different militaries adopted them all over the world. Not in twenty two, obviously, but um, oh, they might have, but in other you should calibers. bring this to Rick in Las Vegas at... The pawn, at their pawn shop and just see how badly they like trying. Well, the funny thing is you. they don't they don't deal in modern firearms anything yeah, after eighteen ninety eight. So that's they true. don't have an FFL. I was just curious. You can go there and he'll you know yeah. offer you like a hundred bucks for it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what do you me. what do you think this is actually? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I, it just sits in my safe. I, how much I, did you pay for it? You said like two hundred bucks. No. no. Less. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So good for you. It was it was kind of um, taking off. It was kind of. Uh, it was gifted in a way. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, it was. It was somebody who we knew who passed away. Oh, okay. okay. So, um, oh, good, good, good. Yeah. So, saving some history. <laughs> well, it probably would go to the fucking shredder. The, yeah, I mean, in New York, I mean, yeah. they just fucking grind this shit up, but they don't even yeah. care. And back when Remington made quality firearms in Ilion, New York, mm-hmm. you know what you should do? You should totally just like cut the barrel off and just <laughs> thread <laughs> it. Put it, put a suppressor on it. No, you just cut it right here. Oh yeah, and then cut it down yeah. here. Oh god, I'm sure that's, that'll turn into a crime scene gun. <laughs> that but, is like, I mean, people do that in the city. But the the cool thing here, John, pass yeah, it over this way. So the way the rolling block works is there's two blocks basically that pivot. It's like yeah. round blocks, and it has a breech block, and then it has a hammer block. I don't know if those are the technical terms. That's what I call them. Basically, you pull the hammer block back, and that allows you to pull the breech block back. Right. And when you pull it back far enough, there's a little extractor. That grabs the rim, pulls it out, and you can kind of just flick it out. Yeah. And then you close the first. Mm. Yeah. See, you have to hold the hammer. John yeah. and I were putzing around with this before the podcast, and I was showing him how to use it, and he was just like cowboying no, it no, and no. pushing me. pushing no, the rear not, hammer. That's not, not what I did. Listen. No. What happened was he, he said, okay, so it's I know it might be hard to, unless you don't know the, the fire. Look up a picture of a Remington rolling block. There's basically, there's like two, two hammers, yeah. okay, basically. So, you you know, you pull the first one back. And then you got to pull the second one back while you're pulling the first one back. Then he said, push, push the first one forward as if if a round was loaded. This gun is safe, clear and empty. So, you know, there's no ammo in this room at all. So try and get it on audio. No, no, no. I'm just looking at it. So, like, I went to go push it up and the and the fucking back hammer just closes. So I'm like. Wow, well, that is super it, fucking dangerous. It, it, like, by what he means by closes, it slams down sla- on the firing slam, pin. Right, as if, it, as if, <laughs> as if, as if the trigger was fucking pulled. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, that's fucking dangerous as fuck. Like, well, that's why you have to be gentle with old things. Yeah, but you like handed me. You're like, yeah, just cock it back. Like, you didn't tell me, hey, if like you right. do it a certain way, like it's like when you got to put the hammer down and on then, a revolver. You don't just, all right, there you go. You thumb it down. But I didn't touch the fucking hammer on this. I tr- the f- there's two two basically two hammers and i was fucking with the top one to load the firearm mm. there was no cowboying of anything okay don't don't, don't pretend and then you know what this motherfucker wants to pretend i handed it to him he's like i'll show you and he did the same fucking well thing. i did it the way you did it no and then no yeah. no no because you looked at me and you were like oh whoops oh, okay yeah <laughs> you're fucking smiling right now this fucking guy no. he's a clown this guy he likes to think that he knows everything there is to know no. Yes. <laughs> you have to be gentle. The bottom line things. is, if the, <laughs> if you have one of these, be fucking careful. Yeah. This that's... is not the type of twenty-two I would train somebody on. Oh, a first I time gun. I would not. Well, I would not. There's too many. I mean, it's for someone for two people <laughs> who are really good around firearms to both not fully understand how that works. I mean, that's... I know how it works. You just have to be gentle with it. Well, for someone who knows how it works, you get the fuck out of here. For someone who knows how it works. <laughs> so yeah, and there's a safe. There's a there's a 
cocking notch, and then there's a safety notch. See? See the way that works? Yes, I know. So when you close that, it yes, goes I under- cocking notch. Yes, I understand it now, but oh, there you go. he just did it. It just did it. Yeah, see? It's this fucking clown. He's a clown. <laughs> yes, you are. All right, it's an old gun. It's and an you old have to gun. Treat it very gingerly. It's an old gun, and it's probably broken. It's not broken. It works just fine. <laughs> it's a single shot twenty-two. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, um, yeah. but I don't know. It's a wall piece. So yeah, dude. if no, it's not a wall piece. This is like it works. This is you. You told me you fired it one time, and you yeah. don't want to fire it ever again because you're like afraid you're gonna break it. Well, yeah, because it's old as shit. Okay. That's what I'm it's saying. It's not the kind of robust hang, military Hang it firearm. on your wall. Get the special permitting from the government with the new gun control um, measures. I'm going to say lick my sack <laughs> on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, it's a cool little gun. It well, is. I, I really Taylor, like it. Some, well, Taylor, when you go home later, take some pictures of this and send them to me. Yeah, we could just do it after this. I don't think we're going to have time because like, it's late and me and my wife want to eat dinner at a normal hour. It's already not a normal hour. Mm. But uh, no, it's a pretty cool gun. Here. I happen to really enjoy it. Um, yeah. The wood is in great shape. Um, it's got this, like, kind of, um, I don't know if this is brass that the barrel's made of, but it's got, like, this, like, kind of brownish gold color to yeah, it. Yeah, it's rusted. It's not rusted. <laughs> it's just, it's got patina. It's, it's, patina is probably the exact, the, the right word. It, yeah. it looks, it looks like it's old as hell, but it, it doesn't have like the feeling because like, I, I was like, oh shit, it looks rusty. It's but not you, pitted. But when you no, feel it's smooth, it, it's not rusted at all. Fuck, yeah. yeah. And this is back when, you know, they made really great quality guns back in the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a cool gun. It, it's it's kind of cool to see like the, you got <laughs> like, a, you got something like that's fucking old as fuck and then something that's, you know, more yeah. modern. It's, and that's why I figured it's cool. It. You know, it's very, it's very cool. Yeah. And, and it's a piece is, of American history. Oh, definitely. Piece of New York history. That's I mean, what I meant, right? Like I said, I mean, Remington used to employ right. a lot of people, and they used to make some great shit up there. Right. And now they, you know, the, the Democrats and the liberals want to put the gun industry out of business. Yep. They want to be able to sue gun manufacturers. Yep. You know, so for example, yep. if this thing NDs at the range where yep. it accidentally discharges, can I sue Remington <laughs> for, for a gun made in 18, you know, whatever, 1890 right. Right. Or, or later? Right. I mean, it makes no fucking sense. Right. You know, that's and that's why a lot of times, you know, you you introduce somebody to firearms and you introduce them to the responsible gun ownership, to the the safety of gun handling. And then you say, okay, this is something that could kill someone. You know, it gives them a new level of respect. And then it also gives a level of respect, I think, to the people that make them that care about, hey, this gun can either use used to defend someone. It could be used to you know, hunt, it can be used to put food on your table. So the mm. people that make them also take a lot of pride in what they do. Yeah, of course. I so, mean, it's a tool like anything else. Yes. Yes, it no. is. Um, I, I have, much rather have a 10, Ruger 1022 than that old <laughs> fucking... Well, I mean, knows? yeah, it's a modern semi-automatic 10-round box magazine fed. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's the safety is a lot better. I mean, this gun... <laughs> Doesn't a lot have better. A... There is no safety. <laughs> exactly. It just goes on whatever it wants. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, right. listen, back then the safety was you. <laughs> the safety <laughs> the safety was there's no one around you for miles because you're alone in the fucking forest. The like, safety was the fact that you it li- was... You, you live know. on the homestead. Yeah, the homestead. no one around. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, but I, I really <laughs> appreciate firearms from that time where they didn't oh, think God. you were a fucking moron. You live on, like, Little House on the Prairie with that thing. Like, yeah. Trying to survive the the harsh winters and the famines. It's funny though if you do look at it like this this type of stock. Like I'm just looking at the 1022 stock and the roll and the number four stock. They have a very similar curve in the butt stock. A very similar that was oh, that, that was, was my okay. watch. Yeah. yeah, just hitting the. I mean, it was hitting the chair. Yes. Yeah, um, it has a similar comb style on the stock. I mean, they yeah. the classic design of a 22 stock. I mean, it's. I'm curious if if that's the 1022 stock was like you know that was kind of a nod i mean know? i don't think it was a nod to remington per se but i think it's just a nod to the to the 22 well to the throwback of that yeah. style i mean right. you know back when you can you know give a, a child a firearm and not have to worry about him doing something stupid with it well think i mean geez man it's like it, and this is in still in some parts of this country but I mean, back in the day, people would just have like twenty twos and shotguns like on their truck, on like the back of their truck, and they would like go to school and park in a lot. You yep. know, like it's it's a shame. And you know what? Like the whole thing is like there's a lot of like mental illness now, and I feel like I don't know if it's. But why do you think that is? I mean, that's well, a, that's about, a huge conversation, I guess. Right, and and you know, I was just about to say like I don't know if it's just because like mental illness as a whole is more widespread 
we know a lot more about it now or if there's just more in our lives that just drive well, us. Well, that's to what it is. Like, I have no doubt if you just, like, put a gun on a fucking, like, on the back of a car and left it there, like, someone would come take it. Oh, and, of like, course. probably try and kill somebody with it. Of course. I, I mean, my opinion on mental illness in today's society is the fact that we as humans in the last hundred years have gone through a complete and and just... I mean, the word radical, I think, applies here. Change in the way we live our lives. I mean, think yeah. about 1921. What was going on then? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus 100 years later, which in the time of human history is just a drop in the bucket. It's like a blink of an eye. <laughs> I mean, somebody who was born right. in the 20s literally could have lived on a homestead, never right. seen a car, and then, you know, 40 years later saw a guy on the fucking moon. Right. And then 40 years after that saw, you know... right. A space shuttle blow up, and then right, right, saw right. 911 and saw right. terrorism. I mean, how old? You, you said your grandma was how old? 92. When was she born? She was born in 1929, I want to oh, say. Jeez, man. Yeah, I think 1929. It's so like the shit that she has lived through is fucking amazing. And that's why, to me, I think that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sum it up with this. I was watching a documentary on this guy who was a prisoner in a North Korean labor camp. He was born there because his parents were there. He was born in the labor camp. That's all he knew. That's what his, all his life was. As horrible as you fucking think it was, they were catching rats to eat them. They had to do forced work, and he grew up in it. He didn't know any better. Guy came into the camp, new prisoner, and he was describing to this guy what chicken was and how it tasted. And he's like, I've never heard of anything so spectacular. I want to have chicken. Chicken of yeah. all things. Well, it's like the most fucking <laughs> mundane. Exactly. So basically, meat. him and this guy escaped. And the guy, the older guy, died on an electrified fence. And <laughs> he used the body to climb through the fence. Oh, that's fucking yeah. hardcore, I think the documentary dude. is Escape from Camp 14, I Yeah, think. but do you think it's, like, legit? Because you know, like, a lot of people who defect, like... Right. Well, this guy's story, but what I'm getting at is... Right. Th- what I'm getting to the end of the story. Right. This is just bear with me. Right. So he gets out, he goes to this village, and he sees people trading things for paper, which is money. He's like, I, he had no concept of money. Sure. Basically, he winds up defecting to South Korea, and he lives in this apartment, and they're interviewing him in this apartment, and the apartment is sparse. He's sleeping on a blanket on the floor, no furniture, no nothing. He's he's just sitting there like, like just, you. He, he's like a prisoner almost in this free society. Sure. And he's basically like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said, in the North, in the North Korea, in the labor camp that I was in, suicide was rarely a thing. I moved to South Korea, and suicide is a daily occurrence. Right. People here have everything they could want. They have such a high quality of life. Right. Why do they choose to kill themselves? Yeah. He's like, given the chance, I would go back to North Korea and just live on a farm and just farm. That's what he wants to do. Hmm. And I'm like, this guy escaped to South Korea in the free world, and he wants to go back to North Korea and just farm. And like he said, you know, people living in modern Western civilizations have everything they could want, have the great life, yeah. but yet they still feel the need to kill themselves. Meanwhile, people in a North Korean la- prison labor camp don't. Right. And they have literally every reason to probably want to do so. Right. And that's what it gets into my picture of what mental illness is in this country. It's just society, not to sound like some weird fucking hippie or something, but it's just society puts so much burden on us. Yeah. Society, you know, we feel the need to keep up with the Joneses, societal pressure, social media, money, um, huge problems that really don't affect yeah, us we take on. There's a lot of pressures. Yes. You know. So some guy who wants to just go back to North Korea and, and farm, yeah. you know, I mean, that to me is just like, holy shit, he would go back. Right. And that fucking blows my mind. Yeah. And, and me as an American watching that on my smartphone on a couch having a beer, I'm just like, fuck, wow. right. what does that mean for my life? And not to get too deep and philosophical, but like, you know, that unfortunately goes back to a time where in America where... Things weren't as complicated. People can work a decent job at a factory and have a house and have a life. And they didn't have this pressure of working two jobs. Right. You could have one income. You could have a decent car. You could have a decent home. You know, you come back from war, you could have a job and you could have a family and live in a house in Levittown and have a decent life. Right. Before everything now goes to shit where everything costs so much money. Yeah. Government's fucking you. Hyperinflation, taxes, continuous war. And I mean, it it just kind of just gets into the sense of like... You know, some people just take that on and they just they just hold it and then they can't deal with it. So I think the human psyche hasn't progressed like we have as a society. Sure. Getting into the gun now, the gun has remained largely unchanged since those simpler times. 
Right. And people There's nothing there's no difference like the gun hasn't changed, you know. Right. So like it's it's that you make a you make a great point. The people have changed. Right. And that's why people tell society me, has changed. And that's why people tell me it's like we need to ban assault rifles. And I'm like, well, the gun hasn't changed since the 60s when the AR15 was invented in the late 50s early 60s. The gun hasn't changed. Right. People have. So why should we ban the gun? We really need to change the morality of people in our society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking culturally. And listen, you want to live your life, you live your life. That's not my decision. But right. something as simple as a 22, just being able to take that like, kid going to school and then afterwards going to the woods with his buddies, yeah. you know, this shouldn't mm-hmm. be a problem. Like, we should have far bigger problems to worry about in life now right. than a kid wanting to take a 22, just keep it in his car, and then go to the woods after with his friends to hang out. And I'm sure in some parts of the country that happens, and that's great. Right. But not where we live. <laughs> yeah. And it'll never go back to that way. No. And that's the sad part. You know, sorry I got kind of deep on that, but, like, you know, it, it's we, something... We should have, like, a an episode of, like, the mental health discussion. We we kind of covered it a little we bit. We covered right? it from time to time, and some people, like, some people commented to me because one time, like, I said in um, one of the, the episodes that we were dealing with mental health, I said, you know, just because somebody want, wants to kill themselves, that's not my problem. And right. I still feel that way, but it's Someone commented about that? Somebody, I, somebody who listened to it mentioned it to me. They're like, hey, I listened to the podcast, and you said something that... It's kind of insensitive, and you should really be more understanding to people's problems. Like, mm. I am very understanding to people's problems, but because of what the way I live my life, if people want to do something, yeah, they should be able to do it, and it shouldn't yeah. have an impact on me. Well, I think I remember that we were kind of getting at like the differences in like, um, oh, it was the episode with the Northwell Health, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we kind of covered that, like, kind of just talking about, you know, I, I, I can understand why he was saying that's like insensitive. I get it. Um, yeah. At the same time, I think the discussion was more so the differences in like our ideological viewpoints. Like you know, like the right side sees things as a individual issue. Right. Right. The left so side like, sees it as a collective. Right. So like correct. So it's I think it it goes right. I think your comment kind of If somebody more comes to me and that. says I'm thinking of killing myself, of course I'm going to be like, "All right, what do you want to, you need to me to, you know, you're going to talk you, you want to talk about what it? Do you what need can me I to do?" do for yeah. You? Like yeah, somebody I care about, obviously, but somebody who I have no association with who thinks that they're going to kill themselves and wants to take away my right to own a firearm because they can't seek the help that they need to get, that's where I draw the line. Sure. Somebody I care about says, you know, I'm having these thoughts. Of course I'm going to listen to them. Of course I'm going to give them help. Of course I'm going to do what I can for them. Yeah. I'm not, you know, an insensitive asshole, well, to some degree. But, <laughs> you know, it, it just gets to the point of where trying to legislate because of feelings not because of morality but because of feelings that's that's a problem yeah so i think morality needs to change for the better i mean listen people could argue that the type of morality i have versus the type of morality that other people have is um oppressive or insensitive or you know the the magical r word racist whatever but you know Certain people, like let's just say in Black Lives Matter, wants to destroy the nuclear family or dismantle the nuclear family from right. what their website. I happen to think it a says very, that says it on their website. Right, exactly. I happen to think a very but, strong nuclear family might help support people. Well, there's been studies done and it's proven that the nuclear family promotes like a healthy family yeah, life. Yeah, of course. Healthy, you know, so like, I mean, that's just some, that 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 is a radical point right. of view, and that and you know that's that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. Yeah. But, you know, getting back to the lowly 22, it's just kind of one of those guns where it just brings you back to that simpler time of where it's not this it's not this loud, scary, you know, for lack of a better word, gun in other people's eyes. It's a 22. You could take it out. It's not going to piss off the neighbors. It sounds like a big pop, you know, and you could suppress it really easily in states that allow it. And it's just so quiet. I mean, I'm sure people in upstate New York who are listening have 22s and they go oh, out yeah. and I'm sure they have a fuck ton of land and oh, they yeah. shoot it in their backyard. I would against, take that out every day yeah. if I had. Right, right. If I had the time and ammo wasn't I'm, 25 wonder, cents around. I wonder, <laughs> well, now, yeah. I wonder if like people, because um, there's there's land um, like out east. Yeah, hunting land, but a lot yeah. of times you can't rifle hunt out there. It's only bow and shotgun. Yeah, but, I mean, if it's private land. Oh, yeah, private like, you land, think yeah. that You think there's enough privately owned land out there to like just shoot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that people have acres and acres, and honestly, mm. well, no one would ever know. Yeah, oh, please, right? Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah, stuff. no, for sure. I mean, I think it's a great gun. Like I said, I wish I could shoot it more. I sure. wish I could really use it to its full potential, sure. like shooting reactive targets, steel targets, cans, things that interact. Because um, mm. that would be fun for me, rather than just sitting like fifty yards and shooting like paper, Hick, like Hickok forty-five on YouTube. Oh my god, he's, that's the dream range, bro. <laughs> he's got such a cool little. Summit, oh my man. god, actually, it's huge. Like, he, where does he live? Tennessee. 
there's a video <laughs> where he's like, some people yeah. don't think that those those targets are they're 200 very, yards. Yeah, they're far. I and mean, he goes walked up, it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's really far. It's, it's right. deceptive because it's like a valley yeah. that the targets are in. But yeah, right. it's really deceptive. He just did a video the other day of a uh, Winchester M1 woods walk where he just takes an M1 and walks through the woods mm. and shoots it. That's know, awesome. Uh, soda bottles hiding yeah. if you've trees. never if you've never seen him go check him out and tell uh tell him that uh the new york gun guy sent you <laughs> we, like, we don't know him at all no not at all <laughs> he he did a video with tucker carlson though recently and oh, it was yeah? really cool yeah he's got like fucking he's got to have like he's one of the or original gun guys on youtube yeah he uh, was how one many of the, how many subscribers he's got to have like a couple million right oh uh, more than that more than that ian from forgotten weapons has like a couple million i'm gonna pull this up real quick um he was one of the original uh, gun YouTubers, Hickok45. He has two, uh, 5.89 yeah. million subscribers. Good for him, man. I mean, he's making a good He used to be a school living. teacher. Really? Yeah, he used to be a school teacher. Not a liberal, I guess. No, not a liberal, especially in Tennessee. <laughs> wow. I Yeah, because people liked his approach to videos because he was yeah. just his old guy, and he's like, well, this is the gun, and you know, this is what I think about it, and let's go shoot it. And they just, bam, 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 bam. You know, he had the whole yeah. range. He's and, a cool guy. Yeah. You could and, just tell. I mean, he, he he comes off maybe a little arrogant sometimes. No, not at all. Sometimes. I, sometimes I like his videos. I do. I, I watch I watch his videos. Because cool. back when I was getting into guns, he was somebody that was really huge on YouTube, no. and yeah. I would watch a lot of his videos. No way, man. Iraq, Iraq Vet 888. Well, yeah, R.I.P. Barry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Barry. R.I.P. Barry. Um, he, but died, yeah. he must have died like, what, 10 years ago? Oh, man. No, it was like maybe eight years ago. It was crazy, though, when that there happened. Another... Like, he got like arrested, and then he had like a heart attack or yeah, some crazy man, shit. Rip, rip yeah, Barry. Moss Pond, Iraq Vet, Hickok 45. IV 8888 on Nothing like, Fancy. Um, I stopped watching Nothing Fancy's videos, not because like... He doesn't produce good content. He just like everything about him was like, all right, guys, we have this gun and, you know, I really like it and we're going to take it out to the dead. I'm like, I don't know. It just there's a lot of really flashy YouTube gun guys now who are like high production value. Like, well, if you think about it, that's what their job is. And then as the standards and expectations go up, so does the. Yeah. But there is just still something about watching like some Hickok guy in 45. the woods. It's just like the same a, table. It's the a dude. Same range. It's an old guy, a gun, and like a dude <laughs> filming, bro. Like that's it. Even like even Iraq vets videos, man. I mean, like sure, like the quality of video has gotten better, yeah, but the they're format, not like flashy yeah. and you know a lot of you know like who's the, who was that guy who like pretended to be Russian? Oh, FPS Russia. Yeah, he got like arrested, right? Um, yeah, it was yeah. bullshit though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, they said he was allegedly trafficking in marijuana, but oh. they had to get him basically because he offered this girl that was over his house a joint. And oh, Georgia has its own separate, like, Georgia Bureau of Investigations, mm. and they would come and investigate him. And I think he did a, uh, he did a, uh, he does a podcast, Painkiller Already, that same oh, yeah. podcast where he talks about, like, his time in jail and Does his he arrest. talk in his, like, fake Russian No, no, accent. no. He talks in his, like, yeah. p- people, he, people think he's, like, actually Russian. No, man. no. He had a crazy story, man. Like, no, he tells a story about him, like, coming up and like how he got into the guns and how like he got arrested and yeah. he tells like the whole story it's actually really crazy it's right. the biggest little bullshit you over here yeah. like the atf agents come to his house and they're like uh they couldn't find like the drugs or like the guns and they're like he's like well, let me just go into this bedroom oh here's a machine gun that you couldn't find here you go and <laughs> it's jesus it's wild man like you listen to them it's it's hilarious his prison stories yeah fucking hilarious he was only right. in it for like two months or some yeah. shit it was it was bullshit um Wow, that was a big diversion from 22. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about the 22? I don't know. Man. 22, I, mean, just, I mean, I mean, you know what? It's funny. There's like so much history with the 22, but there's also like not much really to say. 22, the people that I've met that are really into 22s are really into them. They like collect old 22s. They competition shoot 22s. They bullseye shoot 22s. Like you'll see a guy at the range and he has the whole get up box with the, with the 22 pistol and the bullseye target. And he cleans the barrel after each shot. I mean... It's an Olympic sport. They shoot 22. I mean, it's a really big deal in the world. I think there's a guy who follows our Instagram who's like an Olympian. Like, yeah, you showed like, me. shoots like 22. Yeah. He's like a blue check mark guy. Like, yeah, he just like fucking, like, oh, so funny. I think he liked, I don't know if he follows us or if he liked one of our I videos. Think he I liked think he liked one of yeah. our videos. So that was pretty cool. That happened yeah. like really early on. Yeah, no, But yeah, they do. They He's got like a, a very like high tech like firearm. You, and like you said, 22 is oftentimes acceptable around the world. So yeah. countries that have very restrictive laws often have a carve out for 22. So a lot of people throughout the world can enjoy it. Um, so it's, they make all different kinds of 22 rounds and people really just enjoy it. I mean, it's a lot of people's first gun. It's a lot of people's first time shooting a gun. So they just have that 
fondness, that nostalgia for it. Yeah, I, and, I definitely have a con- like I said in the beginning. I have a connection. Yeah, but it's just like it's not something I'm like going out dying. Well, to buy. like I said, if I if I wish if I had a better opportunity to shoot it with some cool interactive targets. Yeah. Um, there's also a YouTube guy, Twenty Two Plankster, really cool mm-hmm. channel. He does some crazy Twenty Two stuff, like splitting p- playing cards and like trick shots yeah. and all this cool shit with it. So if I was gonna get a Twenty Two, it would definitely be a Ruger Ten Twenty. Oh, of course, that's like the most ubiquitous Twenty Two. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times Smith & Wesson makes an MMP in 22, an AR-15. Mm. It's a dedicated AR-15, so that's pretty cool. But you could find them still relatively cheap. There's millions of them out there. I mean, with 2021, 2020 gun pandemic aside, you know, who knows what the future is going to be, and hopefully 22 isn't 25 cents a round. Like, fuck me, that's a lot of money. Probably another year or so. I hope so, man. I mean, I got luckily, I have a lot of 22. I'm going to be stocking up. Yeah, hundred well, percent. You have to. Yeah, I I've had a lot of twenty two for a long time, and I would just buy it. Like if I just saw right. it, I'd just buy it. You know, yeah. back then it was twenty bucks for a brick of five hundred. Yeah. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I would just buy a brick, and then you know I wouldn't be able to shoot as much as I would have liked to, so I just put it away, and then you know just kind of stacks up. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think we're good. Let's, yeah, let's wrap this one up. There's really not much more I think we could say. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, it's a pretty simple subject, yeah. but it's huge. So yeah, if you sure. want to look more into 22s, check out videos on YouTube. Yeah. If there's any, if if you're listening to this and you're like, holy shit, they didn't cover X, Y, and Z about 22s, let us know when we'll we'll talk about it. We might do a follow up. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna get people saying, oh, well, what about this gun or what about this there's use just, of a 22? Or, there's just so much. Yeah. You know. I mean, this is my personal experience yeah. with 22. These are the 22s I have, the conversion yeah. kit. And right. My thoughts and opinions on. Well, it. we could. There's we have gotten actually quite a few. Um, request for uh, 22 well request but let's just comment about them in general maybe we'll take a look at those comments and we'll do like a part two to this yeah so. definitely all right everybody thanks for tuning in uh check us out uh instagram facebook we are the uh, ny gun guys all one word ny gun guys like us follow us share us uh check out the other episodes uh on uh, google podcast apple podcast spotify and podbean we'll put the link on the facebook page definitely Cool. (laughs) You look like you had something else to say, my man. All right. Sounds good. All right. Later. Stay safe. Stay safe.